0: male teacher disciplined for refusal to be in locker room with girl student who pretends to be a boy. Chasco Middle School in Port Ritchie, Florida did what many presumptuous and foolish K-12 schools around the country are doing. The administration unilaterally decided to sexually integrate the boys' locker room with no notification to either the boys or their parents. The boys, and shortly thereafter their parents, learned about it when an objectively female student who seeks to pass as a boy humiliated them when she entered the boys' locker room while they were in their underwear. These boys immediately left the locker room and reached out for help to two P.E. teachers, Robert Opa DeSano and Stephanie Christensen, who, according to Liberty Council, quote, were powerless to respond because administrators had placed a gag order on them and told them that they could not answer the boys on these questions, end quote. To be clear, not even student and parental notification would make this unjust and foolish decision right. Providing no notification just makes a lousy decision even worse. Liberty Council further outlined the outrageous nature of the Chasco administration's decision, and I quote, Robert also objected to administrators' order that he continue to walk into and supervise the locker room despite a girl potentially being nude or undressed in that area. The administrators told him that the girl in question had every right to use the locker room, including the right to disrobe in the open locker area and shower in its open showers, where Robert is required to periodically walk in and supervise. Robert will not knowingly place himself in a position to observe a minor female in the nude or otherwise in a state of undress. Now Robert has been told by administrators that he will be transferred to another school as disciplined for not doing your job in the locker room, quote. So, a male PE teacher will be fired for intentionally being in the presence of an undressed, objectively female student who is satisfied with her biological sex and a male teacher will be fired for refusing to be in the presence of an objectively female student so long as she is dissatisfied with her biological sex. What if a male teacher is in the presence of a gender-fluid, objectively female student who, while changing clothes on a day when she's identifying as a boy, suddenly identifies as a girl? Yikes! Some questions for the Chasco Middle School administration. Do students have any right not to be seen partially or fully unclothed by students, staff, faculty, or administrators of the opposite sex? Should trans-identifying coaches be treated as if they are the sex they pretend to be? For example, should the objectively male swim coach who pretends to be a woman be allowed full access to the girls' locker room? If not, why not? Do staff and faculty who believe it is profoundly wrong to see pubescent students of the opposite sex partially or fully unclothed have any rights? Why do we have sex-segregated locker rooms and restrooms in public schools at all if objective biological sex has no intrinsic connection to feelings of modesty and the desire for and right to privacy when engaged in intimate bodily functions or changing clothes? Ironically, while violating the physical privacy of children, the administration is trying to cloak its secret plan to sexually integrate private spaces by appealing to, you guessed it, privacy. But neither privacy policies nor laws... Prohibit the administration from notifying all students and parents that the school has adopted, with no board vote, I might add, a new practice of sexually integrating locker rooms and restrooms, and that boys and girls can expect that they will be sharing private spaces with persons of the opposite sex." As an aside, I wonder how female faculty or administrators would feel if they were in their underwear in a women's faculty locker room when without notification an objectively male colleague walked in. The brains behind this transcultic operation to violate the privacy of and humiliate students is Jackie Jackson Dean, who consulted with every pro-LGBTQ advocacy organization she could find, including the Southern Poverty Law Center's government school indoctrination arm, ironically called Teaching Tolerance. The weedy thicket of her recommendations include encouraging the school to participate in every pro-homosexual, pro-trans event sponsored by the Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network. That's GLSEN encouraging teachers to use incorrect pronouns when referring to students who masquerade as the opposite sex, and publicly praising teachers who affirm pro-LGBT orthodoxy, thereby implicitly shaming those who don't. Jackson Dean's Twitter account reveals she's a hardcore, far-left, pro-homosexual, pro-trans activist who loves the SPLC and hates Brett Kavanaugh. There's an odd omission in her rainbow-adorned document, she neglected to mention this, which comes right out of a document to which she links, and I quote, On the federal side, the Title IX regulations issued by the U.S. Department of Education allow schools to provide separate but comparable bathrooms, locker rooms, and shower facilities on the basis of sex. While there is no definitive national legal authority on the issue, federal courts in non-school cases have recognized a fundamental right to privacy or acknowledged the legitimacy of safety concerns in cases involving individuals undressing, using the restroom, or showering in an area to which a member of the opposite birth sex has access. Moreover, a federal district court recently asked the question whether a university engages in unlawful discrimination in violation of Title IX or the Constitution when it prohibits a transgender male, that is, a biological female, student from using restrooms and locker rooms designated for men on campus. The court concluded the simple answer is no, quote. If adult coaches are required to be in the presence of partially or fully undressed students of the opposite sex who identify as trans, there remains no rational reason to prohibit adult coaches from being in the presence of partially dressed or fully nude students of the opposite sex who accept their sex. In short, the trans ideology has invalidated objective immutable biological sex and its anatomical manifestation as having any relevance in separating humans in spaces where bodies are exposed. I've tried to explain that the ultimate goal and logical outworking of the trans ideology is to eradicate all public recognition and valuation of sex differences. According to the trans ideology, All it takes to identify as the opposite sex is a declaration. No gender dysphoria diagnosis or experience of gender dysphoria. No surgery, no cross-sex hormone doping, not even cross-dressing is necessary to identify as the opposite sex. Further, society is obligated to treat trans-identifying persons in all ways and in all contexts as the sex they declare they are. Therefore, a girl with intact breasts who identifies as a boy should be free to undress and shower naked with the boys, and a boy with an intact penis and testicles who identifies as a girl should be free to undress and shower with girls. A girl with intact breasts who identifies as a boy should be allowed to swim on the boy's swim team wearing a boy's Speedo. Male coaches who enter boys' locker rooms should treat girls who pretend they're boys and are changing no differently than boys who are changing. So now, what would have once been too scandalous to even imagine is being or going to be required.